Hello, humans. I am your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business. Uh, I talk with sales and HR experts, other small business owners, and anyone else that can provide you with information to clear your way to success. Uh, my guest today is Shana Brown, director of the Washington <laughs> Business District Authority. Um, Shana graduated from the University of Georgia, I believe, uh, then made her way to law school. She spent several years in real estate and property management before heading home to Washington. Um, if you spend any time downtown, uh, you have probably seen her her magic at play. Uh, she continues to create fantastic events, uh, build a sense of community throughout the business district, um, which is what we're talking about today. Um, her efforts are creating a ton of new opportunities downtown, um, so that's awesome. Um with my role at the CDC, I am able to collaborate with her a lot um, through uh, with a lot of the projects downtown. So that's awesome. So I get to see a lot of the effort that she's putting in um, and the payoff from it. So uh, she has been a huge, a huge, huge part of the kind of recent surge that Washington is, uh, has seen. Um, Shayna, thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a guest on Clearing the Way. That was incredibly generous of you, Brad. Thank you. It's all true. <laughs> Thanks for that introduction. So, okay, so we're going to do this a little bit different than what I normally do, which is we're going to talk about some of the, uh, I, I mentioned it, we're going to talk about the community building, but I kind of want to talk about some of your past first, um, pe let people kind of get to know you a little bit if they don't. So, um, okay, so came back home. Mm -hmm. Okay, where did you, you grew up in this area, mm -hmm. where um, yeah. What school? Where Where all did you go? So, grew up, born and raised between Cannonsburg and Houston. Went to Chartres, Houston. Okay. Um, love it here. Wanted to get away. Wanted to go to a big school. University of Georgia kind of checked all the boxes for me. Wanted to go far away. And um, went there in first year. It was a whole huge culture change for me. It was a huge shift. I got called Yankee for like the first semester. Okay. Well, okay. So before we get into that, though, before we get into the college thing. So how, okay. So as a student um, at uh, Chartier's, did you, were you involved in any activities? What did you do? Like what Funny kind of student you should were you? ask, Brad, because I actually got voted most active my my oh, senior year. Yeah, so okay. I was I, like, I was okay, in so everything. What all you, what I was in everything. Um, soccer, um, track, cheerleading. I, I did volleyball middle school in like ninth and tenth grade. Um, I did cross country for like one race. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Short okay, Tears okay. was a great school because okay. it was small and you could have those opportunities. So I'm a huge fan of Short Tears and smaller schools. But then obviously like um, FBLA, PJAS, you okay. name it, okay. like fly fishing club, everything. What the hell? Okay. I know, Sam Block, he had that going on. Okay. That's interesting. Did you know what you wanted to do when you were leaving there? Other than mm -hmm. I just want to leave town. So... And actually, what led to that? Why did you want to dip out of here? I really wanted to experience life outside of, okay. you know, I mean, Washington County's great. Pennsylvania's great. But I, I wanted to get out of the bubble a little bit. I wanted to okay. explore, travel, and just see different things. So. so what did Georgia check? What boxes did that check? Far. And okay. big, <laughs> big okay. and far. Okay. And I um I have an uncle who was a Delta pilot, so he was based out of Atlanta, mm, and he was kind okay. enough to take me up, show me, and I just fell in love with Athens. And you know, we can talk about this later, but that has had a huge impact on my vision for the city, and you know what I envision okay. Washington being someday. So Athens is, I mean, it's consistently voted like best college town in America. It's it was the best four years of my life. Huh. Okay. Okay. So, what did you want to do? What was your plan? Well, leave school again. My get out senior of here, year, being voted most active. Um, I also, <laughs> in the, the yearbook, if you go back and look at it, it was go to University of Georgia, major in political science and history, and go to law school, which is crazy because it's exactly what I did. So, I was very. I, I knew what I wanted to do. But what did you want to do from? Like, okay, that was the plan. Mm -hmm. But what was the end goal there? I like, what was the job? <laughs> 
I wanted to make a lot of money. <laughs> that was okay. like, that was the law school part of it. And I always, um, I, I was always told I was good at arguing things. Okay. So, you know, I you have no that. idea. When I you're 18 years old, you have no idea what you want to do. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, okay, this looks like it'll fit. Mm-hmm. This is a good, you know, I could do a lot with this. And that was the other thing. Like, I figured even if I didn't, I decided not to practice, um, that I could, I still had that. I still had that education and I still had that background and um, that asset. Okay. That's interesting. I know. It is. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you go to Georgia. That's Mm -hmm. the plan. Mm -hmm. Plan is maybe do law, but also maybe not. Mm Kind of rough. But that's the plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Your four years there, was there anything anything that started to change your mind at all? Or was that still kind of steady throughout your, your time there? That was still pretty steady. Um, I majored in business for a minute, but I'm horrible at math. I'll be the first to admit it. And um, I didn't want to have to take those upperclassmen accounting classes to get Mm. the business major. So I remember the day that I switched to history and political science and I was like, all right, now I'm committed to law school. Like, I've got to go to law school if these are my majors. Um, What what caused you to try? What did you, you you tried business? What was that about? So I loved it. I mean, I figured... It was what kind of a catch-all. It was a okay. catch-all. Okay. And I figured even, you know, going to law school, I was, that was still like my number one goal was to go to law school. Okay. And having the business degree, it only bolsters that. So, yeah. And then I joined a business fraternity, um, which was fantastic. That's actually how I met my <laughs> husband. Um, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, the business fraternity was was great. And um, it was co-ed. So we had a lot. Uh, it was just a great opportunity. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So then you switch back. All right, cool. We're history. <laughs> We're doing the thing. Um, graduate there, then off to law. Like, did you immediately? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And at that point, did you still not really know what the job was? Did you know where you were going to? I, I wanted to do either international law or real estate law or real property. Okay. So I had, huh. at that point, I had met my husband. He had his real estate. Like, he was, like, one of the only people that, like, got paid to go to college and made huh. money while he was in college. And, I mean, if you know my husband, that makes sense. But he had his real estate license in college and was working um, a part-time job while taking classes. And, um, you know, it was a passion of his. And I saw that. And I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. And we, like, the goal was to open up a one-stop shop with him doing real estate, me doing the closings, um, which is... Actually, what we kind of huh. ended up doing anyways after law school for a couple of years until we moved back. So, OK. OK. All right. So then you got a plan. Great. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, out of law school, plan's still the same. Mm-hmm. And then you hop right into that? Pretty much. OK. Yeah. I mean, my third, my th- before my going into my third year of law school, my husband and I bought a, well, we got married. And then we bought a house that was built in 1886 in Georgia. <laughs> and okay. basically, like, just to give you some kind of visual, we pressure washed the inside of the house. That's how bad okay. it was. It was about to be torn down. And we brought it back to life. Um, had no intentions of leaving. Just loved the place. Loved the little city that we were in. And um, we started our business. But, yeah, it was all pretty much like boom, 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 boom. Okay. So you start that business. How did that how the hell did that go? What, like working together, mm-hmm. what was that like? It was uh, – we're we're pretty good and we give each other space. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So I think by the end of it – so I was I was pregnant with our first – with our first girl, with our first daughter um, towards the end of that because we moved when she was six months old. So towards the end of having that business and, you know, doing it, I was in the morning and he was in the afternoon like for the office work and then we'd go out, um, you know – and sign contracts and everything kind okay. of opposite of each other. But it, it worked really well. I mean, we have a hmm. – we're very honest with each other, so that that's, that, helps. that helps a lot. Okay. Um, and were there any – okay, so it just – the two of you, did you have any employees? Any was it just a, the two yeah, of you? We had a secretary okay. that would schedule and manage all the calls and stuff okay. while we went out. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So that was relatively smooth ish. That feels mm-hmm. having a business with your significant, I feel like that can go really well. Also, it could be a disaster. Um, I think the honesty, the communication is probably 
huge. Oh, yeah. That I tell him when huge. he's getting yeah. on my nerves. And then he knows that he just yeah. leaves. And vice versa. Space, vice yeah. versa. But we, wrote, we went through, like, every life change possible that first year. I mean, literally, like, I was finishing up law school. He was starting, you know, starting the business with me. Um, and then we were fixing up an old house. And then actually, on a personal level, both of our fathers passed away within, like, a year of each other. Jesus. And it was sudden. It was very sudden on, um, on both fronts. So it was, like... We always hmm. said if we could get past that first year of marriage, we can get we could get through anything because it was just like we just got is, hit. We ran through the gauntlet. That is a lot of shit to do. And with. we planned our wedding. We had a huge wedding, huge wedding down in Atlanta. So yeah, okay. it was it was crazy, but okay. it was great. It was it was great to, that that's all over. Yeah. How long How long did you guys do that? The business or just yeah. being down in Georgia? So the, the business, business about two and a half years. Okay. Anything was that I mean, obviously, all of the life things aside, like the business side, was there anything significant that came up that was like you were not prepared? Because I guess you didn't have any business background. Did Ben? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like business genius. Okay. Okay. He's renaissance man, jack of all trades. He can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that probably helped a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, did anything come up in that, in those couple years that was particularly challenging on the business side? Obviously you've got all the chaos going on. So Mm -hmm. like that adds, that adds its own complexity because you've got all the personal chaos plus business chaos. It's like, this is wild, but anything in particular that, that sticks out during that time? Yeah, actually. So, you know, with having my my legal background and my law degree at that point, um, I had read and studied for three years about worst case scenarios. Hmm. And it's like, okay, this, before this person comes in the office, they have to sign an independent contractor, like Mm -hmm. release everything, all of these different things to protect us. And Ben is much more trusting and and we don't want that kind of relationship with these people. We want to build camaraderie. And I'm like, that's great. Until it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was a huge, like, point of contention. But that was really the main thing, I did think. Did you have any – did anything ever happen because – We of... had a couple incidents. Yeah, we had a couple incidents. But um, most – I mean, for the most part, it was smooth sailing. It was nothing catastrophic. Okay. Okay. Just more of personal preference. He wanted to be friends. And I'm like, no, you're signing. You're signing all of these releases so that we're not responsible for anything. But, okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. So then you, so you're done with that. What, ha- what led to you not doing that anymore? Did you, you said you moved after that? Mm-hmm. Where it was did our, you move? It was our daughter. <laughs> it was having, it was having our first daughter, that okay. big life change where, you know, you, when you become a parent, you reevaluate everything and you, you know, you really want to make the world a better place for them and you want to make a difference and you want to be impactful and um, you want to be close to family. And for me, even though I fought, fought, fought to get away from here and I was like, I'm never coming back, never doing it. Once you have, once you have kids, it's like you want them to experience. I had a great childhood. Uh Um, Like I said, great high school experience. So you want them to have that. Okay. So then what was... So you meant you said earlier you wanted to just kind of experience more than the like this area, but you also like swore that you wouldn't come mm-hmm. back. What the hell led to that? Like why? Why did you definitely want to leave and definitely, at least at the time, think that you weren't going to come back? Like what were some of those? Yeah, like what the hell causes that? Well, we had our like that was the hard part. We had our business. And, you know, it was doing really well, but we have our daughter and my mom, like I said, my dad had just passed away and Uh my mom's up here doing her little hobby farm thing. Um, At that time, my brother and sister were both out of the house and, and, you know, kind of far away going to college and doing their own thing. And it just made sense. I wanted to go back to work in some capacity um, because I was just really working part time. Um, And we'd hired an office manager at that point. So... I wanted to go back to work. I wanted somebody that was going to be able to watch the kids and, you know, eventual kids. But, you know, at that point, my daughter and it just it made sense. Okay. Okay. So you guys head you head home. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what did you do when you got you wanted to work again Mm -hmm. or more full time? Um, 
Yeah. What did you do when you got back? So I started teaching some college classes, um, started off at CCAC and just, I really loved it. I, okay. I fell in love with it. Um, so criminal law evidence. Um, I did a couple real estate classes, a couple civil procedures. They called it con law, but like we threw in everything, um, to that class. And it was just, I really, really loved it. And I loved that atmosphere and I loved the enthusiasm and the energy with the college. Uh Um, and I, I learned just as much from those students as I hope that they learned from me. (laughs) I don't know. I, I mean, I was really pretty casual with them. So we had, it was, it was great. Okay. How long did you do that? I did that for about five years and I started off like I'd had full semester at first. It was just with my daughter. And then every, I have three kids and every kid I had, I took less and less classes the uh, semester. And, and finally having my third, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I had to, I stayed at home full time with them. Okay. And how did you, at this point, is there any, like, it seems like that's something that you actually enjoyed. I did. I did. Would you, was there any interest at that point of doing that more full-time at that point? Yes. That was actually something that I kind of planned on doing at that point. So I'm going to take a break for now, raise the kids, um, you know, gave that my all, but I, I intended to go back and then teach, you know, I would have loved to teach WJ or Uh Waynesburg or, you know, a closer college, um, in the area. So that's, that's what I intended on doing because I did, I just fell in love with the teaching and the college. What changed that? Well, I mean, nothing really, nothing. I still love it. Wanting to do that after to what was next when you went from full time parent back mm-hmm. to work? What was next? I mean, I think the main catalyst was just the opening. I, I it wasn't something that I had really thought of. I'm I'm really passionate about the community, even when I wasn't. Was this the next job? Yeah. After, oh yeah. shit. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I mean, Brooks, my my son is only he was barely five whenever I started in this position. Okay. So, um, you know, like I was at that point, he was going to kindergarten. I'm starting to think, okay, what's the next step? Like, do I go back Mm -hmm. and start like contacting these colleges and doing classes? Um, and then this, the position that I'm in now that became available and I was like, wow. And you know, all throughout, even though I wasn't, um, working, working, um, technically I'm a stay at home mom, which Uh is the hardest job in the entire world. Um, I will say that till the day I die. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, but the most rewarding, um, even though I was staying at home, I was still volunteered and did, I mean, you know, ton of other things. And that's when I really found my passion for the community. And f- like one person can be a catalyst. One mm-hmm. person can be a connector. One person can actually make a difference. Um, and that's when I kind of realized that, wow, Okay, this this could be something I could do, and then it was just like the stars aligned. The position became huh. available, and um, okay, yeah. Do you still have any interest in the in teaching? I do, I do. I I've taught um, a, not taught. I've gone in as a guest speaker once or twice to W and J, and I just I do. I just love it. I love the energy, but that that also transfers over to my position now because you know, like I love working with W and J. Mm-hmm. I get I still get that energy and I still get that college atmosphere and environment, but I can bring it, bring it to the community instead of going to the classroom. I can bring the classroom and the students to downtown. Is that something that at any point you can kind of go back? Like I'm sure it is, but as far as the teaching side and at, at a, at the colleges, but from the law side, like, would you be able to just jump back in at any point? Can you do that? Or, I mean, I'd have to brush up because laws change and statutes change and everything does. Um, But, you know, for the the most part, I I would think so. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of nice. You can hop back in whenever you... Yeah, being adjunct, you know, Dr. Knapp, if you want me to come on board, I'm here anytime you want me to. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. okay. All right. So, okay, so you take this job. Um, When you... At what point were you... How did you know you were ready to get back to working? Because I have no experience in this. No kids, no nothing. So, like, what? at what point were you like, yeah, I think it's time? My kids were becoming more self-sufficient. And, I mean, like I said, I gave them 110%, like, 
all of my energy, all of my time. And that they got to the point where they were becoming more self-sufficient. Like I said, my son was going to kindergarten. So it would have been every day, all day. So I was having that for the first time in, you know, 10 years. I had that gap in the day. Yeah. So I had the, I was available. When you, so before you, how, how, okay. So you were back. How quickly did you start teaching? After you, after you guys moved back, we moved on Friday, and I started teaching on Monday. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. there was no gap. What the hell? I like. I don't know if you're picking up on it, Brad, but I'm not. Like, I just I don't do well with idle time. So I know that. it's that's yeah. just that's okay. how it's got to be. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, all right. That's interesting. Um, was there any point there, like you, you started to, you were volunteering, you were in, involved in, in some of the other things. So that's, you were starting to build that, um, or rebuild that tie with the area. Was there anything, once you guys moved back, was there any desire to move out again? Like, mm-hmm. so if you move back for family, but now you're kind of taking care of a lot of the thing. like, obviously it's still nice to have family close, but mm-hmm. you were still no, no. At this point, you're teaching occasionally or part or whatever mm-hmm. that looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're kind of filling that role that you needed needed the support for. Was there any desire of like, ah, oh, let's let's actually move out again? Did that come up at all? No. Okay. No, no. We're really happy. I mean, I love. We're we're here. We're local. Yeah. Um. We love our neighborhood. We love our love our house. Love our city. So yeah, they're really. I mean, once we were here, which was surprising because. I mean, both my husband and I are very much open to opportunities. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to say, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. something came yeah. up that we wouldn't take it into consideration, but it was never something we would actively pursue. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So it, where's Ben from? Georgia. Okay. That's <laughs> so, what I thought. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I made a move. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right. So this job pops up. Wonderful. Seems like a perfect fit. Um did you have any idea what you were getting into? Like, okay, so what did you think was happening? What did you think you were signing up for first? Um, to be 100% honest, I thought – this is going to come across wrong. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I thought it would be a lot harder than it than it was to be okay. totally honest. And, and let me explain that. I don't mean like I'm not working as hard as I thought I was going to yeah, by yeah, any yeah. means. I see it. So, But – the support. I did not think I would gotcha. hop into this position and have the support that I have pretty much instantaneously. Like council, mayor, my board, like there was no there was no period of time where it was like getting to know you, Shane. It was like, okay, I'm in the job a month and I'm talking to Scott Putnam about running sheep down Main Street. And he's like, I don't get it, but go for it. Like Okay. You got my stamp of approval. So there, I expected hmm. that transition to be a lot harder than it was. Yeah. That would make – I would expect the same thing. That's wild. Yeah. It, it, um, I was, yeah, I was expecting a lot more pushback from people. And, like, I went into it and I was like, okay, we're going to do this. If I have to take a stand, I'm going to take a stand. But – Everybody no stand needed. No, I mean everybody's just been—they've been wonderful. I, I like the community partnerships uh-huh. that we have, and people getting behind you know the cause, which is downtown. Uh-huh. It's just been—it's kind of—it's really overwhelming and just personally okay. blown me away. That's cool. Okay, all right. That's that's interesting. I did not expect that. <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, There's yeah, still yeah, some yeah, friction yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 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 like we gotta yeah. we. But that's the fun. Like that is a passion of mine is when there's a roadblock and the way that I plan it or the way that I see it isn't the way that it's going to pan out. I love the puzzle pieces that we get to work out. Like that's, I I just love that. Okay. So this is how we planned it, but this is an obstacle in the way we can't do it that way. So how do we pivot and how do we alter that and work around or work with, Yeah. you know, I I just, I love that. That's a huge. So, (laughs) Okay. So what did, did you have a, so you took the job. What was, I assume the goal of the job, like you knew Mm -hmm. what was expected, Mm -hmm. what, what the the goal was. Did you have a plan for accomplishing it? Like you didn't have any like community build. You didn't have any of that Mm -hmm. in your past, right? Mm -hmm. 
Correct. How the hell, like, what was your, what was your approach? How did you figure out what, what was next? Like, mm-hmm. walk me through kind of how you approached the role. So the first, I'd say, four or five months, I scheduled meeting after meeting after meeting. I mean, like back to back to back every day with community partners and people. I mean, it could just be word of mouth. Like I'd meet with this person. They say, oh, you need to meet with this person, Mm -hmm. too. And I focused really hard on building that sense of community and those relationships so that when the time came, we were all familiar with each other and we could all work together for a common goal. So that was the first like four or five months of my position. And it was exhausting trying to make those connections and then do all the administrative stuff and the events. Yeah. Um, So yeah, like the first five months they were, it was, when did you start? August of, um, was it 2021? Yeah. August of 2021. So it'll be two years and two years this August. Okay. This episode is brought to you by the City of Washington, Citywide Development Corporation. Uh, If you're a small business in Washington and you need another set of eyes on your situation or uh, you need help growing, you're not sure what's going on with the business, you can't figure out how to get out of the the current struggles you're going through – you're just looking for ways to become a little bit more efficient. Um, anything else like that. Um, or if you don't know where to go next, you don't know who to find to fix whatever the problem is, reach out. Um, the uh, WCDC is a free resource. Uh, we're here to help. The links are down below. Um, reach out. Like I said, it's a free resource. Now back to the episode. Okay, so step one, meet everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, like, where is it just like, let me just talk to people and then just figure out what we can do. Was that? Well, it wasn't so much talk. It was, um, listen, what what's your vision for the city? Like, uh-huh. what what is holding us back? What is the issue? Like, what are the, some of the setbacks you've seen? And there was always that common enthusiasm. I mean, people love the city and people are enthusiastic. And I think everybody realizes, I mean, I'll, I'll talk all day about downtown, but I mean, dear goodness, our, our, our downtown is so unique with its history and with the buildings. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And everybody realizes that it's just a matter of getting everybody with that, um, you know, hive mentality to mm-hmm. work towards that goal and to actually visualize yeah. and write that goal down so that everybody knows this is what we're working for. Yeah, that alignment piece, I feel like, is always because everyone can everyone wants to make things better. Mm -hmm. But what the hell does that mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. What's your vision for that? I think that makes it better. But if like, (laughs) no, like if if you're not aligned on what making it better actually means, then we're Mm -hmm. like you can't work together. Yeah. So that's that's a huge piece. Okay. All right. So that is probably number one on the uh <laughs> like how do you build that sense of community that that shared goal which is like well you got to have a shared goal mm-hmm. step one yeah what's the shared goal mm-hmm. so if you're not in agreement on that how in the world like you're just speaking different languages mm-hmm. and uh, you're, you're moving in separate directions yeah okay okay so create or or discover the shared vision so mm-hmm. okay so then you're listening to all these people. Um, <clears throat> you start to find some some common threads between them all. Um, what, like, the the events have been a huge thing that's happened, and I'm, we're going to kind of be all over the place at this point because we've gotten kind of <laughs> where we wanted to be. So, um, so we'll start with this this talk about events. So, what led to not a focus on that, but kind of like. We have way more events now than we used to. Mm-hmm. Okay. What led you to believe that that was a um, a useful way to spend time? Okay. Like, how did you come up with that? Two events things. Events aren't new, but. Yeah, two things. Um, first of all, I knew that I needed to do something that was visible 
and kind of in your face to gain credibility. So, you know, I had the support of all these people um, and they everybody's been wonderful and I'm meeting with all these people. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're like, yeah, Shana, this is great. Like, these are great ideas and let's work together. But until you're, you're doing something to physically show that you are there and mm-hmm. you're working and you're doing the best that you can do to try to, to get these events up and running and have people coming into downtown, um, until you have that like street credit, so, so to speak, yeah. people, it's just words. Yeah. It's just words. But whenever you can show that, hey, this is like the most successful event, the, the businesses are reporting the biggest numbers they've ever had. And like we're making an impact. These events are important. Um, you know, that's that that builds your credibility. And that really helps you know bolster these relationships when you're looking for the partnerships. And then secondly, the sense of community. It's you've got to give people something to collectively come to downtown for did you have when you're so when you're organizing these first couple of things was there any obviously you've got support high level Mm -hmm. but on the like the business side or or on any other front like was there any other pushback or um just non-buy-in and how were you able to put because i assume there's some people that are just like we've been hearing this like (laughs) Yeah, we had some in the past, but I didn't see any help, so I don't want to be involved. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how do you work through those? Because that's going to come up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the credibility comes in as well. I feel like so not just with the community partners, but with the businesses, um, you have to show that you're going to follow through, and whether it's you know small business Saturday or our local love or you know our whiskey rebellion parade mm-hmm. or Christmas parade holiday market um you have to show that you like first of all we signed up for this event like we're doing it this mm-hmm. is great we'd love to have you involved but you also have to show that you're going to follow through with it and they're going to have to see results and then I mean honestly after the first couple events were successful um, there's especially the last couple months, there's been a huge shift with the businesses. Like for the first time, I don't have to reach out to everybody. They're That's actually nice. emailing me and, um, they're thinking about events on their own. Um, so it's, the, it, there's been a shift, but it took, it took a good year of having yeah. successful events and having people see the difference and coming downtown and, you know, just marketing the heck out of it and showing people that Washington is worth coming downtown for, for, so, okay, so you're a year and a half in and mm-hmm. you're finally starting to get that. Mm-hmm. At the beginning when you're hosting or not hosting, whatever you want to call it, when you're, when you're putting on these events, was there like personally frustration with the, with some <laughs> of the pushback and how do you like, that's always something that's, that's weird because you know that these things are good, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, I have to wait a year. and I, Like, how did you, yeah. how do you work through that? Because I know I've got my, like, how do you work through that? Okay, you just got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. It's going to pay off. How do you not change course? And it's like, okay, well, the events are working, but maybe not as good. Like, how, yeah. That was a huge personal struggle because, as you know, like, I'm very much like, all right. This is what's going to happen. We're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen now. So that was um, something I really had to work with and learn. You know, Steph Masters is always like, Shana, stop and celebrate your little victories. Uh-huh. Like, you just move on and go to the next thing. And um, I remember her saying that to me. And that was a huge, like, a huge thing that I had to overcome was just celebrating the small victories. Yeah. So the small victories might be, you know, Mares in emailing me, Shana, this was the most successful day that we've mm-hmm. had since the 90s or, you know, like a newsletter, somebody that subscribed to the newsletter writing in to say thank you so much. Uh-huh. Like, it's great to see downtown doing stuff again. Like, those are the small victories. And that's what, you okay. know, kind of yeah. held me over until we got a big victory or a big yeah. event or a big grant. Yeah, that definitely helps. I think having an appropriate, um, like, timeline in your head that also helps. That's something that's helped. It actually came up with a couple businesses recently. It's like, we're trying to solve this thing that's, you think it's a next week thing. Mm-hmm. It's a next year thing. Yeah. And you have to be realistic. Okay. Yeah. So if, if next year is when we actually think this thing's going to be successful, we're on the way. Mm-hmm. You think it's next week. We are way behind. <laughs> exactly. But that's not realistic. So like yeah. being able, and, and anytime the, the community building of any sort, whether it's some online community, whether it's a, actual community like that stuff 
relationships aren't like a, hey, let's be friends. Mm -hmm. Cool. We're best friends now. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's not how any of that shit works. So you gotta, the, the horizon, like the timeline for those things is way longer than what you probably want it to be. But that's kind of relationship building. So Mm -hmm. it is what it is. If you're doing something based on building relationships, it's going to take you a little while. Yeah. So set your, like be set your realistic. goals accordingly. Just be realistic about it. It's not going to change overnight and you're not going to get people jumping on board after one event. Like, <laughs> okay, this is great. We're going to give you like another six months uh-huh. and see how you do. And then we'll start contacting you to be a part of these events. Yeah. So, okay. So you've got the events. You're, those are, those are doing well. While you're, was there anything else that you were doing initially to try to build that, that sense of community? Um, the events are huge, um, but is there anything else? Yeah. Is there anything else that initially you were like, okay, this could also help with this? Yeah. I mean, just having that, that FaceTime as much as possible with, um, with the businesses, you know, like I'm in Chico, I say Chico is my second office. I'm always at Chico. Um, Nancy's on my board. Um, you know, having those relationships, being able to walk into these stores and these businesses and, um, at, I don't know how, what the shift was or what, what the switch was, but at some point it became less of my position and my role as, you know, the WBDA and more of like a walking in like, Hey, Hey guys, like it's a friend kind of thing. Like we have personal relationships now. So like, like I said, at the beginning, it was me just doing FaceTime and, you know, getting to know them and introducing myself. But somewhere along the line, a couple months in, maybe even a year in with some of them, yeah, it it shifted, and it's like, hey, what? How are how are your kids? How, oh gosh, yeah. I I heard about this. How's that going for you? Um, so it becomes more of a personal relationship, and um, I mean, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it, but I think I for me, a- yeah, I I for me, I think that's how it has to work for them to be able to have that trust to to come to me whenever they need something, or yeah, to have that relationship has really kind of been pivotal, though. Okay, and did you? Okay, so initially you met with all of the, like, kind of the partners. Mm-hmm. Partners. Yeah. <laughs> um, but were you aware that you were going, like, was that a something you were doing consciously? Like, spending time in all of the businesses as much? Like, was that something you knew to do immediately or you kind of discovered it along the way? I think everything that with my position has been <laughs> discover along the way. Okay. Like this works, this didn't. This is good, this not so much. So it's really just been like okay. trial so and error. Wasn't, it wasn't like a, I need to do this many businesses in this many days. It's like, oh, this, okay, this is starting to work. People recognize me, yeah. which is an important piece of yes. this. Like, yeah. Um, I got my nickname. Yeah. We were good. <laughs> Joe Pizar, I will, he was the first one, and I he likes he likes being able to acknowledge that. But yeah, downtown Shana Brown episode something on this podcast. <laughs> I'll link it down below. Um, okay, so okay, <clears throat> so you got this. We're okay. We're building a community, and we need to talk to everybody. We need to listen to everybody. See what those common goals are, um, sh- and then creating this <clears throat> this shared vision. Um, obviously important. And then you're spending time with everybody because we have to create relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, how can, let's let's kind of talk about the importance of that community, like that sense of community and what that can do for the businesses. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of work through, maybe you don't have a Shana. Maybe you don't have this downtown business district. Um, and what can what can businesses do on their own to do this? So mm-hmm. let's kind of work through in that. Let's let's kind of flow through that. So, um, okay. So what else? Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of leave that to you and then I'll kind of chime in. Like, how do we create this sense of community and how important is that to the development of or improvement of the businesses, mm-hmm. if that makes sense? Uh, yeah, community is everything. And um I think a huge part of building that community, um, in addition to the events, obviously, and having that is um, the education aspect of it, Um, just in the sense of like letting people know that this is what's going on. This is what we're working on. And Hmm. maybe 
maybe not even education in the sense of like learning something new, but this is keeping them up to date. So last January gotcha. started my huh. newsletter, stayed consistent with that. Oh my gosh, stayed consistent for that for <laughs> like still doing it. Um, goes out once a month. And like obviously our Facebook page and social social media, but just letting people know what's going on and celebrating those small victories. So that's what they're seeing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I know there's still a lot of work to be done, but this these are this these are the things that we did this month, and these are the things that we're working on. This is what's down the pipeline. Just letting people know that we're not just sitting on our hands here. That there are things being planned. There are new businesses calling me every week wanting to come in, and yeah. these are this is what we're working on. And is that a is that something that you think is important to do for the businesses, for the larger community, like the the areas community, or is that a both thing? Like both. how? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the businesses, <clears throat> like, I mean, they're part, most of our businesses are part of the community as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge overlap. And that's why I always say, you know, that's so important to support local because they are the people that make up your community. Mm -hmm. So they're obviously interested as community members and then also as business, um, you know, business members. So yeah, yeah, just keeping, keeping everybody informed as best as possible. I mean, obviously sometimes I'm like, Oh, I was on our Facebook page for like two months and Oh, I sent it on my newsletter and people are still like, we didn't know about this. I'm like, I can't knock on your door, but, (laughs) but like through community partnerships, mm-hmm. like Quality Quick Print, they've been amazing. Um, I got with them a couple months ago, and they were like, hey, we send out these mailers. Would you like to feature community events? It's like, oh, my gosh. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. And they mail it out to the <clears throat> city. Um, so, you know, stuff like that, like those relationships that we've built, that's that's what you can accomplish and achieve when you have those kind of partnerships and relationships. Yeah. Okay. So that's all – this is – not really related to this. Have you tracked anything? So with all of these events, all of these new initiatives, have you been tracking anything? And is there a way or or metrics that you think are important to track just to show the improvement? Because mm-hmm. I think if, if somebody's trying to do this elsewhere, okay, they don't have a you, but they need a you mm-hmm. and they want to be the person. What can the, what do you think are the important metrics to track for like, being able to get the funding from whatever their sources mm-hmm. are, how do we create this this person? Because obviously it's important. Mm-hmm. What can we what can we track or what should we be looking at to to see the success that mm-hmm. that we're having? Well, obviously, like increase in sales. So I I always try to get the businesses to give me their input after an event. Like mm-hmm. how how was this for you? Was it better than last year? Like how much are your sales up? Um, you know, like let's do a baseline, and mm-hmm. then I would really love to have some kind of counter. Um, with these events, like this year, we got this many people mm-hmm. coming through the door. I know that's something that you and I have talked about before yeah. with kind of having a gauge on how successful was this event when yeah. you break it down and look at the numbers. Yeah. Okay. So, so the easiest thing, if you're trying to do this would be those relationships are going to be key because mm-hmm. obviously people aren't just going to share numbers with random people. So mm-hmm. cool. We need to have those relationships and the more specific, like Okay, if all are, if all people are willing to do is say yes, we were more busy. No, we were not more busy. Okay, that's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. But the more the more uh, detail you can get there, the better. Yes. Um, if you can show some percentage increase, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the free version. And then if you once you get to a point tracking people, we have gone through it like the passports we We do the passports for small business yeah um, which those are great but you know at some point with these events getting bigger and bigger every single time you know we've talked about it being almost a burden on the business owners because people are going in to get these stamps so we're you know trying to develop and implement some kind of digital Mm -hmm. passport where they can just scan a qr code yeah um so hopefully that'll be rolling out this year as well yeah well and i think that's a good thing to to mention when we're talking about this like when you're looking at tracking these things, um, if you're, well, whether you're a business owner or not, I think the goal, at least in my perspective, is always not to create more of a burden mm-hmm. for the business owner. Mm-hmm. So I, in my opinion, I don't know if this is right, I would take less accurate numbers if it, as long as it doesn't affect the business owners. Mm-hmm. Like in this case, like we've been doing these um, paper passports and mm-hmm. sure we could do something that would 
be a little bit more efficient or a little bit better, but then it's more of a burden on the on the business owner. Yeah. Okay. And that's the last thing we want. Yeah. These events, I mean, for small businesses, these events, you know, if you have people coming out the door and you only have two people working, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. significant for yeah. them. And in bad experience it's a, at those businesses, like that turns a would-be lifelong customer into mm-hmm. a one-time customer. Yep. Like, we don't want that. Yeah. So the goal, if you're trying to organize these things, in my opinion, is as little burden on the businesses as possible. Yes. How can you make their life easy and still help them in the way? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So so we've got – we're tracking these numbers um, in whatever way you can. And then if you can then show people, that's good. Probably going to cost you a little bit of something um, to do that. Whether that's – there's a ton of different systems. We don't need to get into that. But, um, yeah, we don't need to get into that. But, okay, so we've got these events. Let's get back to this this building community and some of the, um, the benefits of this. So we're driving – we're hosting events. Mm-hmm. We are more active with everybody. Everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Great. What does that mean? Why, why do we need to do this? Like, sure, it sounds great. Everyone has, a, like, we have a sense of community. But what the hell does that actually do for businesses and just the down your downtown area in general? Yeah. Um, it attracts more businesses. If, if people see and envision downtown as a thriving area and as a place that they want to be a part of, they are more likely to bring their businesses or, I mean, sometimes it's just word of mouth. Like, maybe not even their businesses are coming downtown, mm-hmm. but they have a friend who wants to open up a photography studio. Hey, have you heard about what they're doing in downtown Washington? They're mm-hmm. running sheep down the street. How fun is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're cool people. We yeah. want to be a part of that. Yeah. So that's uh, – and I know you had Mark on, and his saying is, like, um, you know, the float that takes everybody to mm-hmm. float. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all of that. And it's true, though. It, it's, it takes everybody, and it's not um, – we have cr- amazing – amazing business owners that really get that mm-hmm. um, and they don't view each other's competition. They, they view it as an asset. So, you know, we might be, ha- we might have somebody coming in that's, you know, doing their different spin on a bar or doing their different spin on a distillery, mm-hmm. but it's only going to improve the downtown. It's going to bring yeah. those people in and more traffic is better for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the goal is, you know, with these events is obviously, you know, to have great events, to build the community, to get the businesses, the foot traffic, um, and to start changing the perception of the downtown to eventually attract and to bring in these new businesses okay and plug them in that makes sense um so we're we're doing all these things we're creating this community which well and then there there's from the business side that sense of community you're now more like like okay i have a relationship with you great i'm way more likely to suggest you mm-hmm. because i know what you're about so somebody comes into my place and says hey i need Great. I need this, this, and this. Oh, how about Shana? She's right down the street. She does that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that is so now my customers are your customers, and then the same thing happens in your place. So, but if if the businesses don't have those relationships, that's not happening, exactly. or at least not as common. Yeah. Um, and so you've got that piece super important. Plus, you're bringing in traffic at these events. Now, the goal is those events introduce people to the businesses that they weren't aware of. Now they're customers and they're mm-hmm. traveling here more frequently. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, so that's all, that's all wonderful. That all is, um, okay. So we, that's what this can do. Great. What if we don't have a you to organize these things or to, to, to be a catalyst for it? Like how can, let's say Johnny, the business owner in whatever, city is like, hey, we don't have a Main Street manager, but we like, we kind of have, mm-hmm. we don't, we kind of have, like, we're starting to build this, a couple businesses are here, we need to drive, we want more traffic here. Yeah. What can some of those steps be? How can we work towards that? Work together, work together. Um, it could be as simple as businesses, like, I mean, look at Washington Winery. Before there was a WBDA, or there was a, you know, director of the Washington Business District Authority. <laughs> Before all that, you had, you know, Washington Winery and you know, the Burgesses who were started Small Business Saturday because they took it upon themselves. Um, Elisa, when, um, you know, previously Emerald Valley, she did the breakfast crawl. She started that. And 
that, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, huh. yeah, I know. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's what it takes. And then you okay. see what it's grown into. It's a fantastic idea. And it started, it predates me. And it started because these business owners took it upon themselves to organize and to work together and to create these events that people, it's drawing people in. So, I mean, I give them all the credit in the world because it's, you know, sometimes it's an uphill battle to get people to work together. Yeah. And, you know, when you have the, that, those people that are, are doing that and organizing it, it really can. I mean, look at us. We're 10 years down the road, and it's now look how big Small Business Saturday is for us. Yeah. And the breakfast crawls. I mean, we do twi- two a year, and um, they've just really taken off. Okay. So, and I think an important piece, like everyone isn't going to be on board, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but getting a co- – like the more people that you get on board, the easier it gets for it. Like mm-hmm. you can only deny it for so long. Mm-hmm. You can only de- – or you can only think that, um, you know, everyone is competition for so long. And there is a sense – like that is an important piece. But it's also more – again, more traffic is better mm-hmm. for all the businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So that collaboration between businesses, um, somebody – like if you're the person, you want to be that catalyst – Try some event. Yep. Pick a holiday. Yep. There's plenty of them. Yep. <laughs> Just none that we're doing too. <laughs> no, well, no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You, I'm joking. you might be somewhere else. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. Um, um, but like, pick a holiday. <laughs> Do something. Mm-hmm. Pick something. It doesn't have, like, there's plenty of, um, there's plenty of examples of, of ways that you can do that. It might be a breakfast crawl. Yeah. And I'm sure if you're interested in how to set these things up. I'm sure Shana would love to help you. I, I would. I do. I love this. It's my passion. And, yeah. and um, that local love cocoa tour that we did, it was one of our most successful events. Um, the way, and it was because the businesses were sharing my posts and the businesses mm-hmm. got really involved and they just injected themselves right into the event and then were sharing and doing their own posts and they just all jumped on board. Mm-hmm. And that came about, I mean, that was not a last minute thing, but kind of a last minute thing. Yeah. In January, I was like, okay, we have January and February, which are traditionally slow months for small businesses to begin with. Like, what can we do that could maybe boost them so that we can get them through, yeah. you know, to, to the spring and then the summer where it's, you know, overflowing yeah. with events and people and different things. And it was like, okay, well, let's do like, what do we like in February? Okay, hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. um, we want families to come in. Okay, Valentine's Day is the next week. So that just evolved that way. And then the businesses just ran with it. What? And it was amazing. And I think you mentioned the posting thing, and I'll touch on this again, even Ugh. though last week's episode was about this. Night and day difference. So that stuff is huge. Like mm-hmm. having everybody be involved in it and and taking kind of some ownership of it too like Mm -hmm. okay cool you're posting about it whoever this whoever's organizing it obviously like you got to drive it yeah cool but everyone else that's involved they also the more that they're um promoting it the more likely that everybody is is successful yeah um and that that's important. Like that is it's, huge. It's, it, it, it was night and day. I mean, that event started from scratch, was last minute, and it was hugely successful because of that reason. Because the businesses shared it, and they they yeah. were doing their own posts. And I mean, dear goodness, like the stuff they came up with. Like um, Amy up at Kaleidoscope, she did a collective mosaic where the community came in and like was participating that's in this cool. art project that's going to be donated to the city. Um, Ellen, oh my gosh, Ellen at Liberty Pool, she came up with like these coded messages. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything like absolutely crazy, mm-hmm. but just something different and something that they're excited about. I think that is a huge piece of it because it's like, okay, so you're doing this hot chocolate tour. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what about the place that they don't sell food or anything? Okay, cool. Make it your own. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's an important piece of the the event if you're if you're trying to create this like forcing your idea on everyone not generally the best way to mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to get people to want to be in, included um but it's like hey here's the here's the idea here's what we're doing what do you what can you do oh you're doing this collect this mosaic thing okay okay that sounds cool yeah. that's in, it's that's different. right up your alley it's it, it fits into the theme and that's what your that's your niche. That's yeah. that's that's what you do at your store. Yeah. So let's showcase it. Yeah. I mean, and like, and that's when like I think that was the turning point too with the businesses and these events is I, I really noticed for that particular event mm-hmm. 
that the businesses just wholeheartedly embraced it and they jumped on board and it was that was definite shift so that was fantastic that's cool um okay all right so if we're doing this okay so um the events are are good the collaboration is good is there anything else that again if 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 we've got somebody who's trying to be that catalyst is there anything else that they can do or work towards to to start to build or improve that that sense of community within their within their area. So we talked about events; mm-hmm. those are huge. We talked about that collaboration. Um, is there anything else that can be done to encourage the increase in traffic in in their whatever their area is? Maybe they have seven stores downtown. Okay, how do yeah. we how do we do that? You can always give them money. <laughs> so we have <laughs> we have the facade grant program, mm-hmm. um, which has been you know huge for our downtown. So you know that's another aspect of my mm-hmm. job is to do these grants and to try to get um, the businesses, not only the businesses, um, resources and you know potentially money mm-hmm. for their facades, but um, you know just across the board, just making it so that there's that possibility for yeah. new businesses coming in. Like, okay, so we're, we're exploring options for interior renovation costs and like we have this resource or, okay, so, you know, work with the city and Don Henderson with, look at the tax brackets and mm-hmm. like the tax incentives whenever you come in your first year, then your second year. Um, so yeah, that's another huge thing. I mean, people are always driven. <laughs> yeah. People are always driven by the bottom line. Yeah. Well, and I think that that kind of leads back to the importance of the relationships um, because mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult if you're a business owner trying to be this catalyst it's going to be very difficult to figure out where all that yeah what is available yes. okay cool so yes it can who, that's a tangle i mean like the whole grants that took me a while and it, it, it was it was only through the relationships mm-hmm. and the people that i met that they're like oh hey this is available and oh hey have you applied for this and yeah. this is they're doing this and it's due in two weeks you know yeah. like okay yeah <laughs> yeah and i think i think that's um, I mean, a lot of this, which makes sense. Oh, how do you build a community? Well, you're going to have to make some relationships. Everything, mm-hmm. everything that we've talked about is very dependent on your ability to foster good relationships. Um, okay. So if I'm a business owner, I now know kind of how I can, I can be this catalyst. Okay, great. Um, and I know the importance of building a community. Wonderful. Um, that's all great. Is there anything else that you have noticed, um, that doesn't particularly work well or anything that's like, Hey, this is killing it. If you're in this position, you should maybe try this. Is there anything that sticks out to you? And and no is a good answer for either of those. Everything's trial and error. I mean, truly, um, consistency, I think is one of the most important things just that was that was a huge goal of mine the first six months was building these events to make them so that they are annual events. So everybody knows, okay, come February, this is what mm-hmm. we do. Come March, this is we do Washington Goes Irish. April, it's my down month because we're getting gearing up for the sheep. And then, you know, June, you have a million things. And July, Whiskey Rebellion. Um, so building the consistency, I think, is important as well. But it's all trial and error. Like, you don't know until you do an event what's going to work and what's not. So... We, we've I've learned a ton yeah. this past. I mean, I'm still learning. Uh, there are some things that I would definitely do differently, but you learn from it, and we do it that way next year. Yeah, to well, make it better. And I think depending on where you're at, events are going like your things are going to work differently. Maybe mm-hmm. a hot chocolate tour doesn't work because you live in San Diego. Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. Maybe don't do that in February. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. I don't know what your weather's like, so maybe that will work. I mean, but. I'll just go ahead and tell you, there's literally no place else in the United States, at least, that can claim that they were, you know, the number one exporter of wool in the 1800s, thereby <laughs> having a sheep festival where you run them down yeah. and run them down for races or Whiskey Rebellion. They, that is one thing that nobody can ever take. But that that wouldn't work in, you yeah. know, Mount Lebanon or yeah. wherever you're going yeah. because they don't have that claim. And that's another thing that we've really had to, like, what are our strengths? Yeah. What what is Washington known for? What do we have that other people don't? So I would I would definitely recommend that too. Like what assets do you already have existing that you can really capitalize on? And for us, I mean, 
from the beginning, I kind of saw that it was our his, historical aspect. Yeah. We have, you know, the Bradford House and we have the Lemoyne House right in our downtown business district. I don't know of any other city yeah. around that has two significant historical landmarks right in their downtown business district. And, yeah. you know, obviously, Clay and I work very closely together. He's partnering with me for running of the Wolves. And um, Tracy is amazing and she's doing wonderful things at the Bradford House and she participates in all my events. Um, so they're, they're such a interwoven part of the community mm-hmm. and to to not capitalize on that historical aspect would be yeah such a such yeah. a mistake so see what your assets are see what you already have in Make place it simple. yeah and no then to, build it yeah. build it from there like yeah. you every town arguably has something that nobody else does yeah. it might be that place that's been there since 19 it might be shorties mm-hmm. you know like yeah. like at shorties they've been there for how like a hundred years yeah. nobody else has that yeah yeah, so, okay, so make it easy on yourself. And, and, huge, is, um, well, the consistency, obviously, that is super important. So consistency, massive. Make it easy. Look at your, um, what you guys already have, and kind of use that as a framework. And um, know that the first round is probably, like, you're just starting. Mm-hmm. If if you're in this situation, you're trying to be this catalyst, first couple events, not going to be good. Yeah. Unlike, oh, they might be actually, they might be good. <laughs> Unlikely, but you're though, gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make some. You're gonna you're gonna mess some things up, and that's okay. Um, yeah, give yourself as, some grace. <laughs> yeah. Um, so consi- Okay, so we need to be consistent. Um, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you've mentioned? Um, anything else before we wrap up that you think is important in this community building? Um, it. Either if somebody is in a role similar to you or somebody is trying to be that 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 Emerald Valley that wants to do this, Mm -hmm. this crawl, anything else that we need to know um, that would be helpful for us? Include as many people as you can. Um, Okay. so for this for this event um, that we're doing in May, it was um, there was an obvious lack of like one huge aspect of our community, which is the churches. Um, You know, the churches don't really have any big one event downtown. So we got together and they're now doing a service on Sunday following the running of the wolves. Like we're pulling all our resources together. We're utilizing what we already have existing Mm. for running of the wolves. And then they've all come together and formed their own event on Sunday. And it was only because, you know, like I'm looking at it, I'm like, like we have this for this group. We have this for this group. Like I'm on this committee for this group. Like this one's connected and Uh plugged in, but like, this is a huge part of our community. And, like we need to get them, we need to get them downtown. We need to get them involved and we need to showcase them because it's not just one business or one organization that makes up a community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's everything. We're very lucky downtown that we have W and J um, you know, that's a huge, huge asset and huge resource for the town and vice versa. Um, so we've been, we've made strides with make, you know, making relationships with them and getting them involved in the downtown, yeah. but it's not just the businesses or it's not just this organization really just throw your net out there and whoever, you know, sometimes people aren't going to want to have anything to do with it. That's yeah. okay. And that's okay. Don't take yeah. it personally. It's okay. Like maybe they will, eventually. maybe they will next year, but yeah, just throw your net out and get as many people that want to participate and be involved as possible. Um, Cause really, I mean, you know, Lauren from Ignite will tell you we're better together and it, it is true. It's She's made gone. all the Bummer. difference in the oh, world. We, Christy now. we don't, I love, I love Christy, but <laughs> I love Lauren too. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, all right. Where can that's all wonderful? I think we have a good place for people to start, or a place for people to kind of to work on um, for for their communities. So mm-hmm. um, you don't have to have a person whose job is this. You can kind of you could be that catalyst. Mm-hmm. All you got to like just a business owner with an idea. Just yeah, start an event. With, yeah, start one event and make it what you're known for. Yeah. Um, okay. Where, um, okay. So where can the humans find you on the interwebs? (laughs) And also you mentioned running of the wolves, wolves, as in like the clothing thing, um, and the sheep thing, not wolves as in the eaters of sheep. (laughs) Um, so what, tell us, um, 
a little bit about that. And yeah, where can the humans of planet Earth find you? So um, we're Facebook is really the best that we post everything on Facebook. So it's downtown Washington, PA and Instagram. It'll be linked below. below. Oh, perfect. Thank you, Brad. Um, It's on, we're on Instagram as well. Downtown Washington, PA. We're also www.downtownwashingtonpa.com is our website. And then, you know, newsletter. I, I, periodically put up our newsletter subscriptions to our Facebook page. So that's really the best way to stay up to date on everything going on. Um, Running the Wolves, um, that website should be up next week. It's runningofthewolves.com. But really in the time being, everything's on our Facebook page. So um, yeah, that's May 6th, but we're also doing Cinco de Mayo first Fridays with our, one of our amazing community partners, the Preserver Reporter. Um, they're doing the first Fridays on May 5th. And then we also have a VIP Shipo de Mayo for our, our sponsors over at the LeMoyne House that same night. Um, we have a mariachi band and tiny little sombreros <laughs> for Barbara, <Okay. laughs> our, our sheep right. mascot for the city. You got to have fun with it. That, that, yeah. if I, if another thing I could throw in there. Unless if there you're was in a serious like area. Unless everybody in your area is super serious. Let me be super serious I mean, about your events. I've some super serious people that have really cracked up when I start talking about these sheep. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just get something nobody else has. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have Sheepo de Mayo at the Lemoyne House, um, that the fifth. And then Saturday, that whole day is um, devoted to the running of the wolves. Wolves. Um, so we have the breakfast crawl in the morning. Then we have the, um, the children's area, the pavilion with local um, artisans, uh, vendors, uh, there'll be a stage, and then the the races start at twelve. Grand championships are at two. Uh, it's just like it's, we have and these way grand championships. These are sheep that are running down the street, right? Yes, okay, a very cool. small seventy five foot area where these sheep get to be showcased. And I mean, it was such that there is a historical aspect behind it. And I promise there's a reason we're uh-huh. not just doing this. Uh-huh. Like we were. I think Clay made up the history, but that's okay. I mean. I mean, if he did, I hope everybody <laughs> buys into it because this yeah. is <laughs> we're having way too much fun to stop now. Um, okay, so website, <laughs> if anybody has questions about the event side of things, if they need some help, um, I'm sure your contact information's on there. So yep. it's, um, it's just Shane at downtownwashingpa.com. Easy enough. Yeah. Um, anything else before we go? I don't think so. I think that cover, yeah. I think we covered yeah. a lot. Um, okay. Um, Thank you for listening and watching. Um, If you could be a doll and share this, um, share it with your friends. If you've gotten anything from this, if you have anybody that that you think could be that catalyst um, in their area or in your area, share it with them. It'll be super helpful. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you have any suggestions for guests, let me know. Um, Contact info is down below. And... um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This Uh, is fun. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time.